Hey, my name is Jason Byler. I'm the pastor of Life Change Church. Thank you so much for checking out our podcasts. I believe that if you'll listen to them, uh, that you will be blessed. Mark 4 tells us that the Word of God uh, planted down inside of our hearts uh, can bring forth a rich, beautiful, abundant harvest in our lives. This is my desire uh, for you. Uh, so as you listen to the Word, just receive it. Let it get down in your heart. Bring forth a harvest. Thank you so much again for listening. God bless you. Our uh, children's church is so good that the children run out of here thanking God the whole way. Mm. Yes, praise the Lord. I would like to uh, start a new series this morning um, called Revelation uh, Blessings. And I would like to look into the last book of the Bible, the book of Revelation. Uh, for there are many wonderful things, and, and uh, maybe, maybe some would say not so wonderful things, that we see uh, in the book of Revelation. It's, it's an amazing book. It, it kind of sets apart by itself almost, in, in, not entirely, but in the sense that so much of it uh, speaks to us of the future, of things that have not yet happened but will uh, soon take place. And one of, the, one of the things that we clearly see in the book of Revelation that much of the book is spent covering is the coming judgment and wrath of the Lord on the wicked. Um, the, the wicked, those who have you know, turned away from the Lord, who have rejected the Lord, who have not believed in His name, those who are of this world and who, you know, as, as, as Philippians would say it, are enemies of the cross, you know, as Timothy would say it, lovers of themselves, lovers of pleasure, lovers of money, not lovers of God, the, the wicked... We see in Revelation the coming judgment and wrath of the Lord poured out upon the wicked. And, and we can say poured out upon the wicked because the, the last uh, seven judgments or, or wrath of God uh, is seven bowls that are literally poured out uh, on uh, the earth. This, this is coming. But this is not the only thing that we see in the book of Revelation. We also see another group. It's the people of God. It's the righteous. Those who, those who have believed in Him and trusted in Him and put all of their hope in Him and have loved Him and have lived for His glory and, and for His honor. And on the righteous, there is not judgment or wrath. There is only blessing poured out upon God's people, upon the righteous. So, so not only do we see the wicked in judgment, but we also see the righteous and blessing. Really, really uh, 
helps us to understand what Psalm, what Psalm 91 says to us, which, which could be difficult to understand if we didn't also have the book of Revelation. But let me read this, Psalm 91, starting in verse 1, probably a familiar verse, verses of Scripture. Um, this helps us to, to understand Revelation, and Revelation helps us to understand Psalm 91. Whoever, I love that word, whoever, nobody's excluded. It can be anyone. Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely, He will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with His feathers and under His wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness. You, you, you can begin to kind of understand some of that when you understand the book of Revelation. Nor the, the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. Look at this, verse 8. You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. From the book of Revelation, we understand that the punishment, the judgment, the wrath of God is coming on the wicked, but it will not come to the righteous. For the righteous, for the people of God, there will only be blessing, and we will only observe with our eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. We will not be under it. We will only see it. This is the, this is the, the fate, the destiny. Fate is, I don't think, a good word for that. This is the destiny of those who trust in the Lord, of those who believe in His name, of the people of God, of the saints. It is the blessing of the Lord, not the wrath of the Lord. We will only observe it with our eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. That, that right there may be reason enough to run out of this world and to flee from the love of this world and to run to the, to the arms of our Savior and to become lovers of God. If nothing else, to escape the judgment and the punishment and the wrath that is coming. And to become part of the multitude of believers who are under the blessing of God and only see the punishment of the wicked. Now, as I, as I preach this, I feel like I kind of bump up, up against one of the reasons why these things need to be preached and, and proclaimed is that many, many don't believe that this coming judgment and wrath and punishment is actually coming. It'd be like one of the, one of the end times deceptions is that many are not going to believe that this is coming. 
And then I think that there are many who, who, who kind of do believe this, they just take it lightly. It's not like a real big deal to them. The, the blessing of the Lord and being in that, or the, the judgment of the Lord and being under, under that. And, and then I think maybe there are many who kind of take lightly the blessing of the Lord. That, that it, it, maybe like all these things are, are, are like fictional and, or, or legend and, and seem hard for us to really connect with and, and seem hard to, to really believe that, that the judgment of the Lord is reality and that the blessing of the Lord is reality. And I'm here to tell you today that it is a reality. And one of the life-changing things that needs to take place in our lives is that we embrace it and believe it and know that there is judgment coming for the wicked, but that it is not for the righteous. For the righteous it is only blessing and we will only observe the punishment that comes on the wicked. So let's go to the book of Revelation. We're just going to just barely break into it uh, here. This morning, remember this is a series. Let's start reading uh, Revelation 1, verse 1. The revelation from Jesus Christ, um, that word from right there uh, is uh, also translated, most, most often translated of. Now, I think both of those uh, are, are okay, um, but, I, but I think we probably should mention that this is the revelation of uh, Jesus Christ, uh, and, and in the revelation of Jesus Christ, uh, it is also revelation that is coming from Him uh, as well. So, so I think that's okay, uh, but let's also bring in there the of, it's probably more accurate. The revelation of uh, Jesus Christ, which God gave Him to show His servants what must soon take place. Uh, very telling as we just kind of get one sentence into the book of Revelation that, that God is desiring to show His saints, that He is desiring to show His people uh, what will take place. What mu- and, and then there's the word soon. What must soon uh, take place. Now that is probably more soon from God's perspective uh, than soon uh, from our perspective. Because time with the Lord is, uh, you know, a day with the Lord is like a thousand years and a thousand years like a day. But it will come. It will soon uh, take place. And God wants us to know this. He wants us to understand it. He wants us to, to clearly see it. He made it known by sending His angel to His servant John. who testifies to everything he saw that is the Word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. Verse 3, Blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy, and blessed are those who hear it and take to heart what is written in it, because the time is near. So, So we're three verses into the book, of Revelation, and we already see the blessing of the Lord. And as you move through the book of Revelation, you will see God blessing and blessing His people, and you will see uh, why He is blessing. 
And, and here uh, we have uh, the, the word of the Lord declaring that there is this, this, isn't this, the blessings of the Lord are often like this. They're often just simple. It's like not, not complicated, like you got to go climb Mount Everest in record time to receive the blessing of the Lord, you know, and only about a thousand people could ever do it in, in, all of human, in all the human race. It's not like that. It's not like you got to run a marathon in under three hours, you know. It's, it's, it's all you got to do is read the words of this prophecy. Hear it and take to heart what is written in it. And you will be blessed because of it. Now, let me point out that, that this, this is true of all of Scripture. That there is a blessing that comes upon our lives when we read and study and hear and take to heart the Word of the Lord. That that is absolutely true. You know, you can turn to Psalm chapter 1 and read that. And it's very clear that there is a blessing that comes on the one who meditates on the law of the Lord. You can read Joshua chapter 1 and, and it's very clear that there's blessing that comes on the one who loves the word of God and meditates upon it. You know, you can read Psalm 119 and you can read blessing after blessing after blessing and benefit after benefit that comes to the one who loves God's word and reads God's word. But this but this clearly uh, points specifically to the prophecy of this book, to the book of Revelation, that there is blessing that comes upon our lives when we focus down into the book of Revelation and read it and hear it and believe, take to heart, believe what is written in this book. If you do that, the blessing of the Lord will come upon your life. You will be blessed just by, just by reading, studying, believing the book of Revelation. We know this is true. I'll tell you this is true because, because God has spoken it. And when he speaks and promises, he stands behind what he promises. So, so here you have this simple way to bring blessing upon your life. It's read the book of Revelation. It's hear the book of Revelation. Like right now, just me preaching and you sitting here hearing it is, is, is bringing the blessing of the Lord upon your life. And then, then really the, the, there's two blessings here. There's the, the blessing of of, of reading the words of this prophecy, and then there's the blessing of hearing it and taking it to heart. It's, it's what James says in James 1, that, that not only do we, have to, do we have to hear the word of the Lord, but we've got to embrace it and believe it and take it to heart and make it a part of our, of our lives. We can't hear it and then just walk away from it and leave it where we heard it. We've got to make it a part of our lives and, and take it with us. And when we, when we will hear the words of this, of this prophecy, the book of Revelation, and we will read the words of this prophecy, the book of Revelation, and we will believe it. It's going to bring blessing on your life. So maybe, maybe we should pause right here and, and talk about the blessing of the Lord just a little bit. Just, a, just four thoughts uh, on, on the blessing of the Lord before we move uh, any any further that can help us uh, with this, uh, hopefully help us with this. Um, first one, you know, if, if you love taking notes here, we'll, we'll do four and I'll do one and you can write it down. There. Uh, 
And if you don't love taking notes, then, you know, you can, usually those who don't love taking notes have an incredible memory, and they just file it away, and it never leaves them. And they're very, very rare. <laughs> Number one, um, don't, don't live for the blessing. Live for the blesser. We, we don't, we don't want to live for the blessing. We don't want to focus on the blessing. It doesn't, we don't want that to be the thing that drives us and motivates us. We, we want to live for the blesser. We want to fix our eyes on the one that the blessing comes from. And, and so, so, so it kind of, you don't have to say that kind of because, because if we have our eyes fixed on the, on the blesser, then we have our eyes also fixed on the blessing. But, but we don't want to get, you know what I mean? We don't want to get caught up in just living for God for what he'll do for us, for what he'll give us. Because he's going to answer every prayer and meet every need and make life turn out exactly the way I think it ought to turn out. If you get caught up living for the blessing, you'll be disappointed. You gotta, you, you, people who get caught up living for the blessing often get offended at God when things don't work the way they think they ought to work. When things don't turn out the way they think they ought to turn out. So, so we've got to make sure that we're not living for the blessing, but we're living for the blesser, that we've got our eyes fixed on Jesus. And, and if we live for the blesser, and it's about Him and His glory and His name and His honor, whether He blesses us or not, that's, that's the story of Job, isn't it? Job had the blessing, he lost it. Because the devil said, He's only serving you because you bless Him. He's not living for you, He's living for your blessing. And God said, no, I don't think so. And so the 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 trial of Job came about and the blessing was gone and yet Job still blessed the Lord even without the blessing. He said, you know, though he slay me, yet will I serve him. Though he slay me, yet will I praise him. Though he serve me, yet will I bless him. And Job, Job never cursed God in all the loss that he experienced. And in the end, as he lifted his eyes and kept his eyes on the blesser, the blessing of the Lord returned upon Job's life in a greater measure than it had departed from him. We, we don't want to be deceived in, in, into living for the blessing. We want to make sure that we are living for the blesser. And if we live for the blesser, the blessing of the Lord will come upon our lives. Uh, number two recognize, God bless you, recognize that you need the blessing. I think we need to know this. I think, I don't know, maybe it's in America we're so uh, prideful and so prosperous that we think maybe we can go without the blessing. I don't think we can. I sure don't want to try. We need the blessing of the Lord upon our lives. When we recognize the need for God's blessing on our lives, then a verse like this would stir us to turn to the book of Revelation and get it down inside of our hearts because God has just spoken that He'll bless us if we do. It's probably, 
is probably one of the more important books. The book with the promise of a blessing specifically on that book. And it's probably one of the, the more neglected. Many people are afraid to venture into it. They're intimidated by it or, or just not motivated by it. I don't know what the reasons exactly are, but we need to put all of those aside. God is calling each and every one of us to read it, to hear it, to take it to heart. You can know it. You have the help of the Holy Spirit in your life. If you will put in the effort, He will make up the difference. Yes, amen. That's like a good sermon all in itself right there. Having trouble not getting distracted by it. A lot of times we blame the Holy Spirit and the the problem is because we're not putting in the effort. So so we need to recognize that we need the blessing. Number three, um, this is very much like number two, but I think it needed to be stated. Uh, Not only recognize that we need the blessing, number three is that we need to highly value the blessing. Again, we're not, we're not living for the blessing, we're living for the blesser. But we recognize the need for the blessing that comes from the blesser, and we highly value what He gives. We highly value how He blesses. We need to highly value the blessing of the Lord. You know the difference between Jacob and Esau? You remember that story all the way back in Genesis? The difference between Jacob and Esau. The reason, that, the reason that all throughout the rest of Scripture, that God is described as the God of Abraham, the God of Jacob, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, not the God of Esau. The reason that that is the case is because Jacob valued the blessing and Esau did not. Jacob said, hey, you're hungry, sell me the blessing, I'll give you some stew. A stew that was probably delicious, but gone in minutes. And he traded, he traded the blessing for stew, because he didn't value the blessing of the Lord. One of the things that's got to settle down inside of our hearts is I value God's blessing upon my life and I will trade it for nothing. I'm not going to trade it for anything that, that, that this world has to offer because all this world has to offer is temporary and perishes and, and maybe brings pleasure for a moment but quickly goes away. But the blessing of the Lord, I value that. I need it, and I will not let it go. You know, you know, you know what Jacob did later on in his life, right? You remember the story where he wrestles with God? And he will not let him go. He's still valuing the blessing. And he says, I'm not letting you go until you what? Until you bless me. Holding on till you bless me. And the blessing of the Lord came in the form of, of a name change and a different walk. See, we don't always recognize or understand what, what is blessing and what isn't. But that was a blessing of God poured out upon his life. We've got to high, highly value the blessing of the Lord. You know, you know what kept Joseph? Read, read the story of Joseph. Man, he, you wouldn't think that he was blessed of God. But if you read the fine print and between the lines, you see that all through Joseph's life, even though he's betrayed by his brothers and sold into slavery and falsely put into prison, you see the blessing of the Lord on Joseph's life. Somebody looking from the outside might not recognize it, but Joseph was blessed by God everywhere he went. It says time and time again that the Lord was with him. He was in prison, but the Lord was with him. He was in Potiphar's house. But the Lord was with him. Betrayed by his brothers, but the Lord was with him. 
The Lord was there and he was blessing. And everywhere Joseph went, he succeeded and rose to the top. Same thing true of Daniel. Daniel had, had a terribly difficult life if you look from the outside. He was, he was captured and taken from his home and his family and brought to a foreign land and made to serve their king. The king that enslaved him, he's made to serve. And all that we see in Daniel's life is the blessing of the Lord poured out upon his life. We need the blessing. We've got to highly value the blessing of the Lord. Uh, number four. Number four, understand that the Lord is a blesser. You've got to understand that, that God loves to bless. He loves to give. That He wants to pour out His blessing upon our lives. That, I, I feel like that should bring more of a smile to your face than it does. That here, here we have God you know, showing us how we can be blessed. And we, and we see that we need to... That, that the blessing is something that we need, and then we see that God wants to give. That He is a giver. Read the book of Ephesians, and you will see, if you're careful, you will see that God wants to pour out, lavish, abundantly give to His people His blessing. Like, he doesn't want to hold it back or just trickle it on you. He wants to lavish it upon your life. It's, it's Malachi 3. When we, when we give, God opens up the floodgates of heaven. The floodgates of heaven. And pours out so much blessing upon our lives that you'll not have room enough to contain it. This is a good description of what a blesser God is. God wants to bless your life. He wants to, he wants to bless His people and He wants all people to be His people. So he wants to bring his blessing on all people. So, so now maybe you're saying, well, what is, what, is, what is one thing I can do to release some of the blessing of the Lord upon my life? Well, funny you would ask, blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy. And blessed are those who hear it. You're being, you're, you're, you're being blessed right now by hearing it. Now, you can, you can lose all of that if you don't take it to heart, but blessed are those who take it to heart what is written in it because the time is near. So, so, so if you want blessing of the Lord upon your life and you value the blessing of the Lord upon your life, here we have a simple instruction to read, to hear, and to take to heart the book of of revelation. Now, as you do this, uh, as you read the book and you study the book, uh, here are a few things that are going to happen in your life that, that will bring, that you need, that will help you to be ready because the time is near and that will bring the blessing of the Lord upon your life. If you're a note taker, you can take notes again. This is a good, good note taking uh, message uh, this morning. Um, I've, got, I've got like 20 of them, 20 things that are going to happen. But that was a lot, so we broke them down to five. But I can, I can assure you that if you will go and read the book and study the book, you will start to discover the other 
15 and, uh, and, and more than that. So as you study uh, and believe, you study and believe, got to take it to heart. The book of Revelation, there, there's, a, there's a few things that are going to take place in your life. Here, here I've listed uh, a few of the ones that, that, are, that are really cool uh, and, uh, and also, I believe, very important. Number one, you will have a desire to study the rest of Scripture. Number one, maybe it's kind of a two-parter. One would be, number one of number one would be that you'll have a desire to study the rest of Scripture. As you study the book of Revelation, it's going to stir up within you a desire to get into the rest of the book uh, because you're going to you're going to have questions arise that you're going to have to look through Scripture to find the answers to. So it'll stir up within you a desire for the rest of Scripture. And, and we've already said that there is also clear blessing that comes to the one who studies the rest of this book. So if you are, if you are studying the Word of the Lord, God's going to bless you. I heard a, I heard a preacher when I was just young, and I was like, it, like a kid, eight, nine years old, who, who preached from Psalms 1 and said, if you want to be successful all the days of your life, then you love God's Word and you meditate on it day and night and, and if you'll do that one thing, you'll be successful all the days of your life. And, and I believed it with all of my heart. I'm telling you, I did. No doubt in my mind. I believed it and I grabbed hold of it and I put it in my, I put it in my heart and and it, it, it helped create a love for Scripture within my life, within my heart. And I still believe it to this day. And, and for anyone out there who wants success in the things that really matter, then you love the Word of God and you meditate on it and you hide it in your heart and you live by it and it's going to bring blessing to your life. It's going to bring success to your life. And if you study the book of Revelation, it's going to stir a desire within you for the rest of the book then, then kind of part two of, uh, of number one is, not only will you have a desire for the rest of Scripture, but you will gain a deeper understanding of the whole of Scripture. As you, if, you, if you kind of neglect the book of Revelation, there are many things in Scripture that you will not understand, that will be confusing to you, that won't make sense to you, but as you, as you begin to understand the book of Revelation, the rest of Scripture starts to come alive to you and you will see things and understand things that you previously didn't see and understand. And, and you can see why that will bring blessing upon your life because the understanding, because you know, knowledge and, and understanding that comes from the Lord and wisdom that comes from the Lord brings blessings upon our Lives. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to help you to understand the Scriptures. So many people, when, when I talk to them about reading the Scriptures, many of them use the excuse of not understanding. Again, probably not understanding is because you're not putting forth the effort. And secondly, maybe not understanding is because you're neglecting the book of Revelation. If you understand, if you begin to understand it, the more, you know, we'll spend our lives trying to understand it. We're not going to ever get there, maybe in heaven, but, uh, but we'll grow in understanding, which is so incredibly important because, because the more clearly I see uh, the truth, the harder I am to be deceived and led astray by the enemy. 
Uh, Number two. As you study the book of Revelation, many fears and doubts and anxieties and and worries are going to go away. I mean, this is true of the whole of the book, right? So number one kind of facilitates this. As you study the book of Revelation, it's going to stir you to study the Bible, and it's going to help you to understand the Bible. And as you understand and grow in the knowledge of the Word of God, and you see the truth, and you know what what was, and what is, and what is to come, many fears, worries, anxieties, doubts, are just going to go away. They're not going to be in a part of your life because much of fear is believing false information. Much of worry is, 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 is worrying about what, I mean really all of worry, isn't it? We don't really worry about what's happened. We worry about what's going to happen. And when we know, the book of Revelation tells us what's going to happen. So many fears and worries go away. You know, young people in this, in this day and age are very afraid, they're very anxious, they're very worried, and many of their, many of their worries are about our planet and, and you know, the destruction of our planet that's coming and we're not going to have enough resources to feed all the people and, and we're going to pollute ourselves to death or there's gonna be hit, we're going to be hit by a meteor that's going to destroy the whole planet or the sun's going to get too close and we're all going to be singed up and, and burned. There's all kinds of stuff about the end of the world out there that doesn't line up with the actual end of the world. But when you study the book of Revelation, you see that all of that stuff is false and none of it's true. None of that's going to be the way that the end of this age happens. And, and, and it's the end of an age that is going to take place and the beginning of a new age. It's not the end of the world. It's going to be the end of it. Read you know, Ephesians. In, in Ephesians 1, uh, that, that, he's, that He is uh, Lord uh, of this age and the age to come. That, he, that He's Lord today in this age and He will be forever more. So, so many fears and doubts and worries go away because your mind is filled with reality. Your mind is filled with truth. You have, because you're studying the book of Revelation and the scriptures, you have, listen to me, you have a sound mind. When you study the holy scriptures, it brings soundness to your mind to your thought life, to your thinking. And one of the keys to to not being bound up by fears and worries and anxieties is a sound mind. Doesn't that line up with Scripture? What does 2 Timothy 1.7 say? Let's go King James on it. King James says that, that He has not given us what? Spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. They're not afraid. Many of that goes away. And, 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 when, and when fear goes, and worry goes, and anxiety goes, and doubt goes, there's very little the enemy has to manipulate you and to deceive you and lead you astray. You stay on the path. Okay, number, number three. Uh, you will clearly see as you study the book of Revelation, you will clearly see that judgment is coming for the wicked 
and you will easily identify the wicked. There's so much confusion today. There, there, many, are, many are saying that the Lord doesn't see, and He will not repay, and he will, which is prophesied in Psalms, by the way. He's not going to bring judgment. He's not going he's, he's to bring wrath. There's not going to be uh, punishment. But in the book of Revelation, you will see that that is not true. That God is going. There will come a day. The time is near. Things that will soon take place where, where there will be His wrath and His judgment and it will come on the wicked. And, 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 and then many will say, well, well, who are the wicked? In the book of Revelation, you clearly see who the wicked are. There are those who, who are lovers of the world and lovers of money and lovers of themselves and not lovers of God. Number four, you will, you will see that there is not judgment for the righteous, only blessing. And then you will also clearly see who the righteous are. You see that, you'll see that there's judgment coming for the wicked, not coming on the righteous. And you will clearly recognize the wicked, and you will clearly recognize the righteous. If you, if you read the book of Revelation, and you study it and you take to heart what is written in it, you will recognize this, you will see this, and, you will, and it will help you to see right now who the righteous are and who they are not. Because right now there is also blessing that comes upon the righteous. Number five, as you study the book of Revelation, a desire, I hope, will stir within you to proclaim the free gift of God. As you study the book of Revelation, you will see, you will see that there are wicked and that there's judgment and wrath coming upon them and you will see that there are righteous and that there is blessing for them. You will also see that God desires for all to be righteous and that He has done all that needs to be done for each and every one of us who will to be His people, to be His saints, to be righteous and to be under His blessing. You see, you see, God gets a bad rap because yes, wrath is coming and yes, judgment is coming, but He shouldn't. He shouldn't because He has freely given the gift of escaping that. He has freely given us the gift of life. All who will can leave the judgment and the wrath and come under the blessing. It's 2 Peter 3, right? That God is not slow in keeping His promise as some understand slowness. He is patient with us, not wanting anyone to perish, but all to come to repentance. God wants none to perish, but all to repent. I heard a preacher when I was a kid, I'm bringing up preachers from my childhood, who said, who said that, uh, that the heartbeat of God, that it was 2 Peter 3.9, that was the heartbeat of God, that God's heartbeat was none to perish, all to repent. 
none to perish, all to repent, none to perish, all to repent. He said that, uh, he was a preacher's kid as well, he said that, that Sunday afternoons his dad would make him take a nap, that all the kids had to make him take a nap. I, I forgot about that, I'm going to instill that in my home all would have to take a nap, and he said he never wanted to take a nap because he was a kid, so his dad would make him lay in the bed with him, and, uh, and he said that he would lay his head over on his dad's chest, and he could hear his dad's heartbeat beating. And he said, if you, he said, I believe that if you were able to lay your head over on God's chest and hear his heartbeat, you would hear none to perish, all to repent, none to perish, all to repent, none to perish, all to repent. God, God doesn't want anyone to perish. He wants all to repent. He doesn't want anyone to stay in the camp of the wicked. He wants all to leave and come to the people of God, be counted among the saints under God's blessing. He has given the free gift of life and calls all to come and partake of it. This, by the way, is the way that the book of Revelation ends. And as we read the book of Revelation, one of the things that must stir within us and must hit us and must be proclaimed by us is that God has given the free gift of life to anyone who will take it and He calls all to come and partake of it. So God is just in bringing judgment when the time of judgment comes because He has given the free gift and called everyone to partake of it and many have, but many have also freely rejected it and would rather partake of the things of this world instead of the eternal life giving water that is found in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Let's read Revelation 22, 17. We should memorize this, take it in our hearts, and proclaim it. The Spirit and the Bride say, Come! Hallelujah. It's not just the Spirit. It's the Spirit and the Bride. It's the Spirit-filled church in love with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and whose hearts are broken over the judgment and wrath that is coming on the wicked because we know it doesn't have to be. It's the Spirit-filled church stirred by their love for Jesus and a revelation of all that He has done that says, not quietly, but passionately, come, come, and let the one who hears say, come, and let the one who is thirsty, come, and let the one who wishes take the free gift, the free gift, the free gift to the one who wishes Whoever that may be, whoever wishes, whoever they may be, wherever they're from, of any tribe and nation, language, tongue, race, gender, whoever they are, come, and if they wish, they can come and take the free gift of the water of life. You say, but I don't have anything to pay. Ah! Are you hard-headed? It's free. You don't have to pay. You don't have to work for it. You don't have to be able to deserve it or earn it. Jesus has paid so that this would be free. 
All we have to do is come. So don't get mad at God. And don't say that He's unjust. He's not. Yes, judgment is coming, but it doesn't have to be for you. Come and drink of the free gift of the life that is found in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And anyone who wishes, let anyone who wishes take it and drink and never be thirsty again. As we read this book and study it, something's got to stir within us because we're the bride full of the Spirit to say, come, come and drink of the free gift that is found in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So this morning, as we pray, let's pray that the Lord will stir us to cry out to the wicked, to the lost, to the hurting and the confused, and not quietly or bashfully, but passionately, whether we be rejected or laughed at or persecuted, no matter what we may face, let us lift our voice as the Spirit-filled bride and say to all who will hear, to all who will listen, come, leave the camp of the wicked. Leave those who love this world. Abandon that foolishness. Come to the fountain Come to life. Come to the blessing. Come to the Lord. All who will can come because of all that our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ has done. Will will you come this morning if you have not? Will you hear the call of the Lord through His bride, through His Spirit, and come to the Lord and take the free gift of the water of life. And Jesus said, never thirst again and live forever with him. Let's pray together. With every head bowed and every eye closed, we hear the word of the Lord calling us to come to him anyone and everyone who will. The door of salvation is wide open. We live in the wonderful day of salvation, not the day of judgment. The day where everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Today will you come to Him? Will you call to Him? Will you receive His salvation? Will you partake of the free gift of the water of life? Will you drink of Jesus this morning? And if you will, will you just raise your hand so we can pray together? Thank you, Jesus. Yes, I see your hands. Amen. I see your hand. I see your hand. All of you who are watching online or listening to the podcast, The Lord calls to you today and says, come, partake of the free gift. And if you'll come, just raise your hand wherever you may be. And as we pray together, just pray with us. 
Just everyone pray with me, just repeating after me. Just pray from your heart. Lord Jesus, I hear you calling, and I'm coming. Give me the free gift of life. I receive your forgiveness. I receive your sacrifice. I receive your salvation. I declare that the blood is enough. Hallelujah. Come into my heart. Be my Lord, my Savior, my forever passion. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen.